0: you the
1: scary music
0: if you don't look cool chances are you're doing something wrong i played half-life i didn't know morgan freeman was shooting gravity guns but if you don't have scratches on your gun either you're not training hard enough you're not pushing yourself hard enough or you're not pushing your gun hard enough and think of them as a broken nose badge of honor i don't have a lot of experience with pikes Um, my understanding is they're very long Dan has over 15 years' experience as a Marine infantryman. I have over 20 years' experience as a law enforcement officer. Combined, we have about 30 years of experience as firearms instructors and 32 years of experience carrying concealed weapons. The purpose of this show is to discuss firearms, equipment, and training as it relates to self-defense from a military, law enforcement, and civilian perspective. So welcome to Gunfighter Cast, episode number 93. I am with some of the cast of the most awesome reality show ever because it's gun related. It's fun. It's offensive. Uh, half cocked. So who are you guys and what is half cocked?
2: Well, my name is Dean Sylvester. I do the voice of Owen.
1: And I'm Carrie Meredith. I do Riley. So I I want to talk
0: to Riley and Owen right now. Um, so what is, what is, uh, what's half cocked all about?
2: Really? We just, you know, we had enough crazy stuff happen around the shop and, uh, just in general, that we just wanted to show everyone out there that the gun business isn't all just, it doesn't all have to be serious. It can be fun. Um, you know, we did it animated because we wanted to show that, uh, that you know, we have a lot of these jokes and just fun inside humor and, and thought it'd be interesting to show people out there even outside of the gun gun community that um, that we can do something that was just kind of different. That was really the the main point with it.
0: Okay. Uh, let's, let's go into character now, guys. You guys ready? You guys ready to make that transformation? Okay.
1: Done. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. It carrie's a little easier than I
2: am, so uh, done doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, what what made you guys want to do a reality show?
2: Well, Daniel, it was really about boats and hoes.
1: Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. I yeah, understand that. Yeah,
2: that, that's what we're looking for. Is just more of that, and uh, yeah, we're just waiting for that to come to us. You know, just yeah. from putting out there just our general awesomeness and. We just figure that the universe will deliver more boats and hoes.
0: That's, that's pretty good <laughs> logic. I like it. That was actually my motivation for Gunfighter Kids. But it, uh, it, it started about five years ago. Something. I'm still waiting on the boats and hoes. Yeah,
2: yeah it's literally day. everyone's motivation in the world, I think, honestly. Yep.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, so, Owen, you know, at first glance, you're the star of the show, but – uh, everyone on the internet seems to like Riley in some kind of weird, you know, cartoon fetish kind of way.
1: <laughs> I,
2: I think um, it's the boobs. Um, yeah, you know, is, is it the boobs? Yeah, hers and I are actually the same size, it's just mine are hairier, so they don't have nearly appeal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so the full it, package. I think it's the full package. They so like who is all the, of
2: me.
0: Who is the star of the show?
2: See, I not, am. Yeah, now I you got to open that can of worms. Riley's here, yep. so we have to say it's her. But uh, you know, honestly, sadly, I think it's honestly Sasha. I think really he's the one who's who's going to be the star of the show. Take
1: a poll, Daniel. We know who it is. We know who they want to see. Who's cardboard you know, I, cutout? Are they as molesting? much as I love
0: Riley? I I have to go with Sasha as well. What the it shit? just clearly the show focuses on his inability to perform basic tasks <laughs> and uh, you know just general work stuff. All That's right. Fine. And also, there's you haven't been in every episode either, Riley.
1: Well, whose fault is that? I'm busy working. These guys are dicking around, so
2: <laughs> Yeah, dicking around by running a reality show. Yeah, that that's what we're doing is dicking around. So that's that's kind of what we deal with on a daily basis.
0: <laughs> so uh Owen, where do you see got going? in uh in the future here.
2: Well, the really crazy thing about the whole deal is Sasha and Cooper just signed a deal with a with a new training show that's coming out this fall that's actually going to be on television. So, um I could see us having to work on that, so we just kind of turn into a support role for him, which is frustrating, sad, and uh basically demeaning.
0: Okay, so they're just going to basically give Sasha a hard time like every episode.
2: Well, he's doing a a cameo in so Sasha you know, honestly thinks he's doing a good job. So he's going to be like a pseudo trainer for this show. So he's in, you know, two to five minutes per episode, but I think Sasha actually thinks it's his own show. So we aren't really going to break, you know, burst his bubble. So, uh, so yeah, he's got that going on. So we'll probably focus on that um, with him next year and then see where it takes us from there.
0: I don't know if you guys are familiar with this gentleman, but I I heard that Sasha may be teaming up with Lynn Thompson of Colt Steel to do a firearms training video. Is that, In the works?
2: I had not heard that, but, you know, Sasha's kind of shifty like that. He may have some side deals that we don't know about.
0: I mean, that would be a really interesting train wreck to watch is why I bring
2: it up. (laughs) Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah, like Sasha holding the fruit for him and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing that really, really close range stuff at like one (laughs) yard when the guy has a hold of your gun. And yeah, that would go really, really well.
0: (laughs) Breathing heavily and sweating profusely. Yeah, pretty
2: much. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Have you ever seen diabetes form on a camera? Here you go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right. Um, I, I kind of know the answer to this. It seems like the answer to all my question is Sasha. Um, so which member of your cast do you suspect to see on Celebrity Rehab first?
2: Honestly, Riley's the only skinny one, so I think she's the only one at any real risk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if they have a treatment for just general bitchiness, but if they do, I, I mean, we're willing to go in and, and put her in for some help.
1: Hey, it'd be a vacation for me to put up with these guys' shit all day, so go ahead and, and send And your customers. I know how you yeah, hate your customers. Customers and their exploding targets.
0: <laughs> but Chris Costa.
1: But Chris Costa said, <laughs> who gives a shit?
0: <laughs> all right, Riley, this is for you. All right. I know this was a big transition for you when you got it on the, the big screen and everything, but... Uh, What's it like going from be a, a very and I say when I say poor customer service provider I mean not low income I mean a poor customer service provider a uh, to a TV sex symbol
1: well let's just say I'm not a poor service provider and uh, that's just what they want you to think well yeah. really
2: it just comes down to <laughs> just her giving away a little bit of her soul what she seems to take personally Which,
1: there's not much left so you gotta you gotta work with what you have or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, I think basically I was born sex symbol. Yeah, it's weird I was born that way because that's creepy. But I've been that way. I've been that way. Nobody saw it before. They just wanted to boss me, tell me to do customer service. And now people are realizing the sexy woman I am. And uh, they like it. And I like that they like it. <laughs> so It's all
0: about boats and hoes. It's
1: boats and hoes. Definitely, even I like that, so who doesn't like that no i' i it's it's wonderful i'm it's wonderful, Daniel, thank you for asking.
0: you're welcome. you are certainly very attractive and a and doing a good job at being a sex symbol.
1: thank you very much, I appreciate it somebody somebody appreciates that thank you
0: virtually in <laughs> in a cartoon sort of way
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: Okay, I got some questions from fans here. You guys ready for that? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Sup, homie? Can you ask Owen and Riley why they hate me and why I am not seen as a valuable member of the team? P.S. Whatever you do, don't tell them I asked. Sasha.
2: Of course. Wow. I feel like I'm an old Cheech and Chong skit. (laughs) It's like, uh, we don't really hate Sasha. You know, it's like, there's a lot of days he's really the only one trying in the whole shop. I mean... Riley sure isn't. Um, Chuck, yeah, it's 50-50. So we don't really hate him. He's just out there trying to make money, and uh, yeah, he's just kind of misguided. But I wouldn't say that we hate him.
1: No, he's just whiny and flagellant, but we like him.
2: Yeah, yeah, other than that.
1: He does his job well.
0: Well, I guess the question is, would you rather have somebody like just sitting being stagnant, not coming up with any ideas whatsoever, or would you rather him be out spending your money, Owen, and uh, you know, developing stuff like Urban Camouflage?
2: Well now now he did that with his mom's camera that, that she bought for him. So he's not really spending a lot of a lot of the company money and, and he's pretty good about that. But uh like I say, I mean at some point he just tries hard. I mean you gotta give him that. Um, success, yeah, that's limited, but but he's trying hard. I, I wouldn't say that Riley and I hate him though. I wouldn't go that far. No. Not at
0: all. Okay. So Stacy from Boise. He asked, Is it okay for him to dress up like Sasha for Comic Con this year? And if so, can he get some PWS swag? You guys help him out on that?
2: <laughs> well, Stacy, you know, we sure can. Uh, in fact, we've got some used prototype thongs that are PWS symbols on them that we will happily give you. You dress up like Sasha for Comic-Con. We will take care of you, man. Don't worry about it.
0: I would like to see Stacy because I know Stacy personally. I'd like to see him um, in some urban camouflage for Comic-Con.
1: Oh, I would love that.
2: No, I think it'd be great. In fact, maybe it'll be SHOT Show, too.
0: Oh, Yes. I'd, I'd pay admission. I'd pay admission for that. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> cool. My co-host, John uh, McGregor, he has a question too. Um, whenever I told him, I was like, Hey, I got the, you know, I got Owen and Riley coming on the show, man. And, uh, it's awesome. I was like, watch all these videos. If you haven't watched Half Cocked, they're awesome. And, uh, so you have some questions. And, um, he's like, I can't make it that time of day, but, uh, you know, ask them when Daniel Shaw is going to have a cameo in Half Cocked.
2: Well, you know, we have this really rigorous uh, interview process, and, you know, you're really just going to have to dig deep and show us you want it.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah. we don't let everybody on there,
2: but, I mean, if, <laughs> if you can really show us that that's how it works, then, yeah, we'll let you on.
1: Not everybody's born a sex symbol, but you can you can earn it. You can work for that.
0: That's right. All right. A little bit of uh, augmentation and all kind of stuff. You can become a sex <laughs> symbol.
1: Well, and appara-
2: apparently modesty is, is really the key oh, to that, Oh, yeah.
1: Too. Yep. That's what I do.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That's not what I got in the text message.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, I've been waiting, okay? (laughs) People do weird stuff when they're waiting.
0: (laughs) In in Kansas here, they call that shake waiting. They call it the same thing in
1: Idaho. I was shaking it. I know that.
2: Yeah. No, but I get the reference for sure. That's good customer
1: (laughs) service, Daniel. Don't forget.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe that's our answer. We should just have her Skype all customer service <laughs> yeah. calls rather than just talk to them on the phone. Maybe yeah. they would get over it quicker. I'll show then Maybe Friday. they would have
0: a better customer service experience with PWS. That's
2: Absolutely.
1: That's awesome. mm-hmm. I'm willing to go that extra mile, Daniel. Don't forget <laughs> PWS all the way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on a second. Googling customer service at PWS.
2: Yeah. Phone number. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think Skype and a shake weight could turn that whole program around.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll have one big arm too. Like a single guy.
0: Wow. It'd be like a like a tennis player.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant.
0: One arm that's ripped and the other one not so much. <laughs>
1: right, right.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, Owen. Riley, thank you guys so much for, for coming on the show. Um, I want you guys to go away now and I want to talk to uh, the real people behind the voice. So, thank you guys so much.
2: Thank All right. you. Thank you.
0: All right. Got real questions for uh, the real people that work for Primary Weapon Systems. You know, the guys are listening to the show. Um, some people have listened to Half-Cocked or watched half Some of you have not. You know, I've been posting on Gunfighter Cast Facebook page for quite a while now. So, uh, I really enjoy it. It's a fun show. If you can get over, you know, the offensiveness of it, because I know there's a bunch of pansies out there that get offended by everything. You know, me personally, I love it, and uh, I don't get offended by anything. So uh, I, I think people will, if they step outside of their stereotype of wanting to watch uh, a guy in a real tree hat, you uh, know, you know, Velociraptor arms or T-Rex arms talking about what defense and guns and lifestyle is all about then uh you could probably get into gun owner 2.0 and see that we like to have fun uh as a firearms trainer and, and teaching folks how to defend themselves and live a safer life every day i forget very often that uh this stuff's just fun, man. It's fun to go out and shoot guns. It's not. It's not all about life and death all the time. It's not about what the Supreme Court's going to rule. It's not all about everything else. You know, we need to get the second generation, the next generation, out there playing with guns and having a good time and realizing this is fun. Uh, defense is important. Sports important. All those things go hand in hand. But uh, I've been running a PWS rifle for a long time, and um, had the opportunity last month to go out here or the beginning of this month and the end of the last month to go out to Idaho and hang out with the PWS crew for a whole day in the facility. And I've been to a lot of different places where they give me tours and I walk around and check everything out. And um, there's always a time that I can feel like it's time to go. It's time to leave. You know, they've been happy to, to show me around and do things with me. I did not get that at All When I was hanging out with you guys out there, uh, Dean, and just, in fact, whenever I was leaving, there were some people sitting on the uh, garage door area, and they had a box of beers next to them, and they were like, hey, come drink beer, you know, and uh, so we hung out for the next, like, three hours just BSing out there, and I never got that feeling with you guys, and uh, it was just awesome visit, and you guys were very hospitable during that tour, so I appreciate that, first of all. Uh, then we went out and ran two days of carving class uh, with about I think five members of uh, work out there, five of your employees, and uh, they seemed to have a great time. And I had a great time hanging out with them. Some really impressive uh, guys you got working for you out there, and girls. Uh, Katie was out there hanging out, so it was it was a, a really good time. One thing I did learn while I was there, hanging out with them on the range and the day of, in the facility there, half cocked is a heck of a lot like everyday life in PWS. Yes. Can you guys elaborate on that a little bit?
2: Well, and you know, the, the idea for the show came about with, um, you know, we had a friend of ours that, that's an outside consultant, uh, came to us and just goes, you know, you guys need to find a way to bottle and sell this corporate culture because it's, it's so unique. It's so different. Um, you know, it, it's about producing a great product, but, you know, happy people produce great products. And so we've really put a lot of effort in making sure that, you know, it's not something that's forced. It's not an office space type. Site like scenario. It's like really people that are happy to work here, happy to do a good job. Um, you know, and we joke around a lot. And and when we chose the format of, of the animation, uh, it was more the case because a lot of the stuff is is stuff that we joke around about. It isn't something that's really going to come in and uh, and and come through very well in, in an actual reality show. So if we can do it in a in an animated format, then uh, then it would come across. And that's what a lot of this stuff is. These are jokes that are three and four years old. You know, this is all real stuff that's come up. And, um, and uh, yeah, we value having a good time. If you look at, at a lot of the episodes, the stuff that's on the fridges behind them, the stuff that's on the, the pin-up boards, I mean, those are real things around the shop. I mean, those weren't made up for the show. Those are literally the artists going around taking pictures of different things. And, uh, and we just don't take it very seriously. You know, we take the product seriously, but, it, you know, not everything has to be. All about, you know, a super serious work environment. You need happy employees that that want to produce a great product. And and that's our our first goal here.
0: Yeah, when we walked around, everybody was working so hard. And uh, they were just getting busy doing whatever they are doing, solving problems and stuff. And uh, when we walk up, they would just put everything on hold and just... Kind of talk about everything. Uh, I found that I was sexually harassed during the day. Um, uh, I witnessed a lot of sexual harassment. I, uh, there was some, um, there was some, some pretty good jokes made against some guys who were missing legs and stuff. It was, uh, from combat operations. And that's, I grew up in the Marine Corps. You know, a month after I turned 17, I joined the Marine Corps and I just retired last year. And, uh, I'm used to hanging out with my best friends every day and then bitching about life together every day and then going home when I acting like I don't like them, but then I go hang out with them every night and drink beer with them, and go out to dinner, and then we get in fights, and then I wake them up in the morning to make sure they make it to breakfast in formation. That's the life I come from. I saw a lot of that family, that camaraderie around PWS. It was like people didn't want to get in their cars and go home. They were hanging out, you know, just chilling and they were planning on doing something. Then they canceled it because people were hanging out, you know, like that stuff was happening. That's awesome. You can't, you can't pay somebody a lot of money and make that happen. That's, you know, good hiring. It's good people getting the right people in there. And, uh, I, it was a, it was an awesome work environment. It looked like to me and I could totally see why somebody would say, you need to figure out a way to bottle that and get it out there because it, it truly is unique.
2: When you do look kind of traumatized, did Carrie touch you against your (laughs) will? Is that what we need to talk about now?
1: I just want to know, was the sexual harassment unwanted? Like, I mean... Really? Like, did we hurt your feelings or did you want more?
2: Well, the first thing you need to understand at primary weapons, sexual harassment starts at penetration. Penetration. So- <laughs> that's
1: in the interview. If you don't know that before you start, <laughs> yeah. then you're in the wrong place. Yeah, like, we're,
2: that, that now in were you really sexually harassed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, by definition for PWS, I was not sexually harassed.
1: So, exactly. Exactly. You, We were being friendly and that's how we treat it. Yeah, yeah, so you were
2: forcibly befriended <laughs> is what you were technically.
1: We, we wanted to be your friend whether you liked it or not.
0: Yeah, I well, I didn't have a problem with the sexual harassment. I was just okay. saying it happened. Okay, okay? Uh, it's just the way it is. You know, don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. is kind of my, exactly. my the way I think about it. And
1: that's what it was—a good time, right? Am I <laughs> <It was>. right?
0: <laughs> I, I had a great time. Yep, you're out of control. No, I, you're not even in character now. See, nobody's even going to know the difference.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm the same no matter what.
2: Well, the, the really funny part is, is, is we didn't plan on Carrie doing Riley's voice. We just did a female character to to put in, just kind of all the different female experiences of stuff from primary weapons. And then uh, we were trying to figure out who to use. And I was walking through assembly one day and I heard her saying something. It's like, Oh, there's the voice. And it was funny because the character looked like her already. It wasn't, is she. the character was not mimicked off of Carrie. It was just made. And then we heard her voice like, yep, she's, she's the winner. And so she came up and, and that's how that worked out.
1: Winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: And then well, from I then on, told, it became very easy to write for. I was
0: told that Riley was like modeled after Carrie. That's not true.
2: No, the the so, writing since then certainly has been easy, <laughs> just because like, well, what would Carrie say? Oh, that's easy. Okay.
0: So Stacy and Sasha look a lot alike. Is there was that on purpose?
2: That was on purpose. Yeah. So I mean, when the company started, there were literally four or five of us in the office, and it was, uh, and it was kind of mimicked off of those kind of characters, and with some augmentation and. Uh, and that was kind of the logic. So, yes, there's a few people there that it's it's more or less that was the idea when it started.
0: Okay. This wasn't in our list of questions, but what about Chuck? Is he just like the token black guy or did, is he He's like the mixture?
1: Rican. He's Puerto Rican. Oh,
0: is he Puerto Rican?
2: Yeah. I wouldn't say black. That's not. I
1: that, mean, that's, yeah. that's racist. Well, yeah, so that no. is racist. That's horrible. <laughs> racist. <laughs> he could go both ways. Yeah, Puerto well, Rican
0: I like to think of that kind of face like, that he has and, you know, skin color and everything where, you know, he could he could throw on a uh, a headdress and pass off as a, uh, you know, a Muslim terrorist or, you know, he could be a, um, you know, a, a Puerto Rican. I don't know. He could also be a black gentleman. You know, yes. he could be anything. And I, I find value in those men and women because they would be pretty good CIA operatives if they have the capacity to learn foreign languages.
1: Well, yeah. unless it benefits him, he's going to check white.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: absolutely he's gonna check <laughs> white when it comes to the authenticity yeah yeah
2: exactly <laughs> question yeah, yeah there, there's some there's some denial there yeah honestly but, yep. um, yeah yeah we, we've we're working through it as a team
0: <laughs> i've had people fill out 4473s in uh in a store buying guns and because uh on that 4473 they don't meet certain criteria they have to check hispanic or non-hispanic but they can be hispanic and still be considered white and there's other things that then they're like what i'm white heck yeah like they're all excited about it and stuff sometimes <laughs> but they get, because they they are a have to because they meet that criteria that they have to check white on that form and it's uh it's pretty funny oh it's really huh? more than a few times
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah all
0: right let's get serious for just a second well we don't have to really get serious but serious sir um I've been running a PWS for the last probably twenty five hundred, three thousand rounds, and uh, love the gun. Love the gun enough that uh, you know we started talking about developing a gun and, and putting a different muzzle device on it and the color and everything else. And you know we picked up twenty of them with my name on it because. Uh, and Gunfighter Cast has always prided ourselves, me and John, and even before John was around that. I've had people offer me money on many occasions just to talk about their product and stuff, and I've always passed on it. You know, especially when they see that we got like ninety thousand Facebook likes. They're like, "Hey, can you talk about this?" I'm like, "No, it sucks, man. I'm not going to. Not going to happen." It's not about money. It's about getting the right information, getting the good product out, and uh, something that I believe in. And I believe if I won't take it to Afghanistan, or if I was going to go out into a quick trip tonight and get in a gunfight, if uh, if it wouldn't work for me, then uh, hold on one second, guys. I think somebody just walked into my house, and so nobody's supposed to be here. Let me put you on hold for one Quit second. here. Gu- okay, yeah.
1: Go! Go! If, if you
0: hear gunfire,
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> funny. <Friday.
1: laughs> I thought somebody walking into my house. Oh shit!
2: going to be my girlfriend? My wife's here,
1: <laughs> bitch. <laughs>
2: She's you want the three-way
1: or the five-five-six? Yeah. Those are your options. But I love you.
2: <laughs> is that terrible, Dan?
1: Okay, good. Oh. It's gone good, it's going good. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> we don't really care as long as they download it once. We don't care if they listen to it. Yep. Yeah, somebody um, is. Yeah, that's right. You, can, you can't hear this end of the conversation. Because this actually sounds really fucking dumb.
1: Oh, that's true.
2: Um, yeah, he's like, uh, somebody just walked in my house. No one should be here. I, <laughs> I gotta go. It's like, oh. <laughs> I think
1: somebody just walked in my house.
2: oh uh, As it comes back up again. He's like, I think it's Red
1: Love 79.
2: <laughs> as it pulls back up, he's bent over the table. fucking <laughs> like are you getting this yeah getting <laughs> one black dude after we're mother. all recording it yeah. on our phones uh-huh. <laughs> black dude high-fiving the Skype camera
1: you get it <laughs> getting it <laughs> oh shit that's awesome it is weird dan or dan doesn't know
2: what we're doing just all being professional There's a third hole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that doesn't happen often. You need to take that opportunity. Yeah, no shit.
2: Yeah, when there's an extra one. If
1: there's a third hole.
2: This one seems game to play, too.
1: Seems like it. It's open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New opportunity.
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem like extra Slyon shed or anything.
1: Mm-mm. It's not saying now No. <laughs>
2: It's not saying no. <laughs>
1: it's not saying yes, but it's not saying no.
2: Hey there. Hey. Did you get it resolved?
0: Uh, Well, there was nobody in here, but I swear there was like somebody walking up my freaking stairs. There was a moment there where, yeah, you know, I just cleared the house. It kind of happens every once in a while.
2: We just figured it would end in some like horrific rape scene of you. <laughs> with the guy just turned <laughs> turn Skype back on.
1: <laughs> bent over the table. <laughs> Somebody's high-fiving us over the internet.
0: A lizard lick kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, just that really... This isn't
1: po- real. This isn't real.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that possessive lick.
0: <laughs> gotcha. I can't see you guys anymore, but ready to get going again. We see or-
2: you. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. There, I mean, we should be good. Maybe I hit the wrong, I hit the wrong camera button. Do you want to call back so you can see us, or
0: no? You can probably just push the little button down there and show it. I don't see we a button. We
2: don't know a button.
1: Oh, there oh. it is. Yeah.
0: just uh, lets, f- lets me feed off the gas more. There,
1: there we, we go. go. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah. There we are.
0: So we're not recording video, are we?
2: Nope. Okay. Good.
0: So, and I accidentally clicked the off button. I meant to leave it on in case there actually was something. So you'd be like, "Holy crap! he just off somebody." You guys would have been a good. You guys would have been a good witness for it, but I, I didn't mean to click it in the heat of passion. I was trying to just minimize and and grab my uh, gun over here. But yeah. Anyway, where were we?
2: Uh, I think you were. Oh, I was
0: talking about me having a rifle for a while. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let me just redo that. Um. So, serious note, kind of, I guess you could say. Um, I've been running a PWS rifle, Mark 110, for quite a while, and, uh, I probably got about 3,000 rounds through it, and every single one of those rounds are suppressed, and a lot of folks don't understand how different that is from being suppressed and unsuppressed, but basically the thing takes a beating all the time. And, uh, you know, these haven't been a slow 3,000 rounds. It's been running it hard, and sometimes on, uh, my upper's been on some, uh, um, full auto lowers and stuff with people playing with them and uh the gun has been awesome man it's been running good you know a thousand rounds ago two thousand rounds ago uh i was telling people that i love the gun if it keeps performing the way it is if i were called back and i said like, hey you're going to afghanistan or iraq um i would take the gun with me Uh at that point i wasn't solely sure to to sign on and take that pws with me uh at three thousand rounds Well, relative speaking, between what I've shot and, you know, direct impingement guns and some of the guns I've known to be incredibly reliable, um, it's getting there, you know, and it's not because I don't think it's going to do it. It's just because I need to see about five more thousand rounds through it before I really swear that this is the gun I'm going to fight and it's going to go in the armory and I want to sneak it onto the boat or the aircraft and it's going to go to, uh, to Iraq with me. Um, uh, I've been incredibly impressed with this gun. Uh, the guys I work with talk crap about me because I sometimes fail to clean my gun and, uh, I often just throw it down and, uh, I usually quick detach an optic and let it fall on the ground in a class and stuff. And, you know, they think that's a little bit crazy. And I'm like, I don't – if it's something that's going to break or it's not going to work with taking my abuse right here that I put through it, then uh, I don't want to own the thing. But uh I'm sold, man. These PWS rifles this long-stroke business system. Uh, it's just an all-around awesome platform, and it's working great. Um, every publication that I pick up, I pick up a gun magazine. It's always something like um, – The AR revolutionized or the remastering the AR. There's always something out there that's talking about how these ARs or some company has went ahead and and done something amazing with it. And none of them have. So what they threw on a key mod handguard. So what they put on this new other kind of handguard where you can attach crap to it or whatever. Nobody's doing anything revolutionary. But then you look at PWS and you've got this long stroke system that the other manufacturers aren't doing. And I don't know why, but it's working well. Especially for a guy like me who loves the AK platform as well, what what makes that a little bit more superior, what it makes actually, what sets PWS apart from other AR manufacturers out there, and why would you go with that long stroke piston system?
2: Well, and I think you you know you've given us the biggest testament of, of anything as someone who's ran you know thousands of rounds suppressed. Um, obviously, our piston system is different than what else is out there. Um, you know, the one thing we hear a lot is reliability and, you know, there's a lot of really good systems out there by several different manufacturers. What we've really tried to do with the long stroke system is mimic the recoil impulse of a DI gun. Uh, that's one of the biggest things is, you know, most piston systems are known for having a really sharp, punchy recoil, um, which means you're having a higher pressure extraction. Um and so, you know, we really wanted to make sure that the system itself was developed off of a seven inch gun to start with. So it wasn't a matter of making a 16 inch gun work. And then we, we worked it backwards to a seven. It was started with a seven, which is one of the most difficult guns to get to run, uh, in high volume. Um, and so we started there and, uh, and just kind of have moved it out to the longer lengths, um, what we give you over a DI weapon is the fact that you just have a longer cleaning cycle. You can go that. I mean, how often are you cleaning the weapon you have?
0: You know, I say those like 5,000 or 3,000 rounds. Um, I've cleaned it three times, probably like every thousand rounds. That's like full cleaning, wiping everything down, getting a good and clean relubing. Um, in most cases, it's just running something through the bore afterwards and squirting some more lube on it.
2: And that's most time what we tell people is that thousand round cleaning cycle with, with a DI gun. Um, you know, they have their place, definitely, but, um, you know, it's definitely an established tech data package over, over 50 years or more. Um, but, you know, you just have a high cleaning cycle, you know, especially suppressed. Oh, God. I I think you'd agree that it really needs to be cleaned every two or three hundred rounds if you're going to really rely on it, just because so much of that carbon is pushed back in the action where we just, we're just taking that combustion and putting it up front in the, in the gas block rather than having it come back into the, into the receiver area.
0: Let me pause you real quick, Dean. Uh, What, what Dean's talking about, and a lot of listeners out there may not understand it, and some of you will know 100% what I'm talking about, what Dean's talking about, we're not talking about just the gas coming back through the, uh, the gas tube operating a direct impingement gun. Um, you know, that's the advantage of having the piston system where you're going short stroke or long stroke is not dumping that gas back into the operating system of the gun where the things are moving around and everything. But when you're shooting suppressed, you have a tons, a tremendous amount of blowback. It's not hot, hard carbon that's gonna form up and, and harden everything around that it touches kinda like what's coming out of that gas tube in a DI gun. But you are just putting a incredibly large amount, especially in a gun like mine, the ten inch uh comes back in there. My whole magazines are covered in dust. And, and I say dust because it really is dust. It's not hard on there. It's not hard to clean, but uh, it just dumps so much stuff back there from the suppressor. So if I were running a 10 inch DI gun, I can't even imagine, you know, it's just, it's, it's pretty incredible. It's a lot of stuff coming back there.
2: When also having the adjustable gas system, you know, when you can turn that gas down, uh, you increase the amount of time that the action is closed, which means you're pushing more of that carbon out the end of the suppressor uh, you know, with most DI systems don't have that, that adjustment on them. Uh, so that's, that's another key factor of keeping a lot more of that crud, pushing out the end of the bore rather than coming back in the receiver, which, which adds to your cleaning cycle. Um, you know, anything to do with short barreled guns, especially short barreled weapons and, and, uh, suppressors combined, uh, the piston system definitely has its advantage. And then the long stroke on top of that gives you, you know, you're starting with more of that, that gentler stroke more mimicking the di to where you know it just has less wear too as you have a really sharp jab of the recoil um you know you end up with more wear on the on the weapon you know over a period of time as you're using it
0: yeah you know when people ask about it and they're like so what's the difference in this and i usually give them you know here's here's 20 rounds in a magazine go pull the trigger as fast as you can check it out um they say. like that's that's less recoil. Or it's, it's soft shooting. And I'm like, you know, physics doesn't really allow it to be less recoil. But what I tell them, what it feels like to me, the way I describe it, it is a very smooth, straight back into the shoulder recoil and, you know, very minimal jump. And it's just a nice, smooth recoil and it's fast. Uh, I have shooting M4s and, um, you know, some other full-auto guns out there, rifles in, in the M16 AR platform, Um I've got a video on Instagram of me going full auto on my gun with uh PWS select fire lower on it and it stood me up. I was not expecting it to send them out that fast. It was just uh stupid fast would be a pretty good term to describe it, I guess.
2: <laughs> I see. <laughs>
1: Or wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it was it sent them out pretty quick, you know, a lot, lot faster than I expected. It was pretty impressive. You know, I, I I'm not trying to kiss your ass too much, but I I love the gun, love the product, and I loved the people that we were hanging out with out there. And uh, you know, I, I got a lot of faith in the company, and it's um, I I talk about PWS, and I don't talk about any other rifle manufacturer out there. But I tell people every day, every class, uh, and you know. Whenever I'm just having conversations with folks about rifles, I'm like, you can spend this much money on one of these guns. Or after you put everything on it that you want, you can go ahead and buy this gun that's superior to it in many different ways. And it already has everything that you just told me you wanted on your rifle. You know, it's just for about the same amount of money. So it's it's really good stuff. Really impressed. Uh, guys, thanks for putting out that product and, and keeping it going. And I also, as much as I love AKs, I'm always telling folks, look, it's it's like an AK and an AR. You, do you, you agree that the AK is known as a reliable weapon? Like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, check this out. And I'll take an AK apart next to it in a class. And they're like, wow, that is almost kind of the same thing. It's cool.
2: Oh, that's absolutely, yeah. That's absolutely what happened there. And, uh. Uh, we, yeah, we started building AKs. That's where, uh, that's where my design history came from. And then what came time? I need a
0: PWSAK,
2: Dean. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's hook this up. That's not going to happen. And that's all yeah, cool. yeah, <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, you know, and we just realized how difficult they were to build for a lot of other reasons. And then we started putting them, incorporating them into the AR. And, uh, it just kind of makes sense. Well, we're the only system that I know of that actually uses a, a gas to metal, uh, stroke on there as you, as you're putting gas in the gas block. As that pressurizes, you're pushing the piston, and that's actually all connected to the whole linkage. Everything else has a pressurized system that comes back and then impacts another area somewhere in the system.
0: Um, A lot of striking going on there. Yeah,
2: another you know striking, and you get rid of some of the carrier tilt, too, just because the rod is attached and and it mitigates the carrier tilt. There's always carrier tilt in any system, but it definitely is reduced by having the op rod attached.
0: Cool. So, I mean, I guess my next question, I don't even need to ask it, but I was going to say, why is the long stroke piston superior to the short stroke? And if you have anything else to input on that, go right ahead.
2: Well, and and the big thing, the the thing that when we're telling people, the one thing that really resonates with them is when you say it's a punch versus push. On a short stroke system, it's really more of a punch. If I were going to try to move you back three feet and I had to punch you, it would obviously inflict some sort of damage. But I could push you back three feet and have no damage whatsoever. So the the dwell time, the the amount of gas that's allowed to accumulate in the gas block, uh, creates more of that push to style recoil versus more of a punch. So the end result is the same. It's just it's all about the feel feel of the rifle and uh, and just again trying to make it feel more like the di di weapon that people are used to.
0: Before I, I got a couple more things to ask, We're getting pretty close. But you guys have a really awesome thing going on right now, and uh, I. Been link, I've been sharing it all over the place, and a lot of folks are. Uh, really cool giveaway, and uh, just kind of the greatest gun giveaway in the history of forever kind I, of thing.
2: I think that's how it was labeled, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: Something like that. Um, if it wasn't, you need to fire your marketing person and hire me. <laughs> that's the, there you go. Um, now can you tell the listeners a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Um well, primary weapons teamed up with uh, with several other companies that, that seem to share our same mindset of quality, customer service, uh, just trying to do the right thing. Um, that basically products that that all work together and uh, complement each other. Um, so we have this giveaway that's going throughout the throughout the summer. Uh, it includes a PWS uh, one fourteen rifle, a ZevTech custom Glock with the PWS logo and the key mod cuts on to lighten the slide. Um, U.S. Optics has put a 1x4, uh, a, one of their new uh, AR scopes on it. Uh, X-Products Drum Mag. Uh, Smith Elite has come in and um, and provided a uh, protective eyewear kit. And it's all put together in a Bauer case uh, that's been custom cut for each of the parts. Um, so how we're doing it, as far as the actual giveaway, is uh, Zev made a Glock tool and PWS has made a bottle opener. And uh, there are a thousand of each of them out there. Uh, and they, they're serial numbered. So there's a half-cocked episode that explains the entire uh, entire thing of how it's going to go down. And then every roughly two weeks, we're going to have a drawing for, for minor items. But still, the minor drawings are still five to $700 in value of all these different manufacturers come in with some of their smaller smaller uh, products. Um, so we're going to do that every couple of weeks. And then it all ends with, uh, with the grand prize of giving away the, the prize package I just explained. So, it all comes down to the serial number on the back of your swag item. Uh, so check out, uh, subscribe to all the, all the, um, manufacturers. And, uh, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna draw that number. It's gonna come out. You're gonna have two days to claim your prize. So, if for some reason that no one comes forward with that serial number, we draw again. So, you have to be paying attention to, uh, to PWS on YouTube and uh, just all the different manufacturers' Instagram pages. It'll be all over the place, so hopefully it'll be some place that, uh, that you can bump into it if you have the winning number. And we're going to do that, and then uh, roughly the end of summer, about three months, we'll give away the, the big prize.
0: Then even if you don't win, you still got a little Mark 107 keychain that you can help you pop bottles. So it's <laughs> pretty Absolutely. awesome.
2: You do. Yeah, you have a bottle opener or you have a Glock tool from Zev. So, yeah, you can't can't yeah. lose with it.
0: So the company I work for, Thunderbird Tactical here in Wichita, um, we initially ordered 200 of them. Sold about 100 in the store in one day uh, through online sales. I had linked uh, that we had them on in the whole giveaway on Gunfighter Cast Facebook page. Our phone was blowing up. Uh, I had to make it where we could buy it online. We had to talk to PWS and get more. So at this point, um, right now, today, as we record this, uh, we have sold like 500 of these things. And uh it's been out of control, and there are 35 left that we have online right now. So I'm going to get this thing edited after we finish up the show and get it out there. So you're probably, when you're listening to this, if you listen to it before, like Wednesday, there may be some left. If you listen to it after that, you're probably not going to. Um, but go after Zev and get some Glock tools, because uh, we're going to be out of the... Uh, the Mark 107 bottle openers. But they're really cool. And uh, man, it's an awesome giveaway. I I had like 20 of them sitting at my desk. And then the boss was like, you can't buy these. You-, you can't be involved in this. Because uh, you know, you're-, you're selling them to all your Gunfighter Cast listeners. And what if you win? They'll think you're cheating or whatever. And <laughs> I was like, I freaking hate you.
1: <laughs> I want to win, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to try.
0: Do it. No. It's, it's, that's uh, been cool, and uh, I, I love little stuff like that. It's really good, and it, it's those things are going so fast, and I'm sure everybody else that has them are out of them too by now, or at least getting really close. Cool. Um, where can uh, my listeners go learn more about Primary weapon systems? Not just a giveaway, but you guys in general.
2: Um, we put together a new website uh, a couple months ago, I believe, primaryweapons.com. Uh, it goes through all the different accessories that we sell, uh, along with the rifles. Um, we just released a new line of DI rifles, the Modern Musket Series, So, uh, we've teamed up with modern musket to promote that, uh, that message that, you know, this isn't, this isn't something you need necessarily, but it's your right to have, you know, you can't, you can't back down on that because it is your right to to own these rifles. Um. And so we've just released that uh, full line of DI accessories, uh, the piston system, obviously, piston uppers. Um, but it also tried to make the site very educational uh, of going through on all the different parts, seeing how they go together, explaining each feature of each part, and then seeing how it comes together in the different assemblies. Um, so yeah, certainly get on there and check that out. We've got our YouTube channel, Primary Weapons uh, on YouTube, where you can check out all the half-cock stuff, plus several other videos that we've done. Um, there's all kinds of different stuff available there. Um, we just were in Recoil Magazine, so we were on the cover, and they did a did a really good layout on the 107, or 109 pistol, actually, in 300 blackout. Um, guns.com blog has a quite a bit of stuff on us. And then uh, Truth About Guns did an article a month or two ago about the, I think it was a 114, and they gave us a five-star review. Uh, Truth About Guns doesn't really like Halfcock, but we can forgive them because uh, <laughs> they seem to really like our rifles, so we'll, we'll go with that.
0: That's cool. here in a few days, I've got a uh, one of the Mark 114 shawls alls. Uh, the rifles that, you know, we have out for myself um, that you guys made, um, it's going to be going to Guns America. So it'll be out there in their publication and their blog here pretty soon. They're going to do a review on it. Oh, great. So, great. yeah,
1: Sweet.
0: Sweet gun. Love I it.
1: I inspected those, Daniel. I inspected those.
0: Did you do the quality control you on those things?
1: It, baby. They're
0: awesome. You know, I was teaching <laughs> that class out there in Idaho, and I had that the first time I shot it, that 114, and I was like, all right. I've got to find somebody to buy my Mark 110 so I can afford like two of these Mark 114s because it just, it just felt like home, you know, all my years with the M4 and everything else just going from the the 10 inch to the back to the 14.5. It just, it felt like, it felt like I was putting my shoes back on instead of my buddy's shoes. I was borrowing, you know,
1: all mine are 114s. I know it's weird, but it's true. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Uh, anything you guys want to add? Anything uh, that we missed or in this that you guys would like for people to know about?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I think you've done a pretty good job of just uh, of putting us out there, kind of getting uh, getting people the you know kind of an insight of, of what PWS is and and just how how things are here. Appreciate your your kind words. Definitely, I'm glad you got a chance to come out and see it. That's that's the best thing we can hope for. Is people can come out see it, they get to use our product. Um, that seems to bring us more success than anything. Is just um, you know just people having access to it.
0: I do remember what I was going to ask now. Mm-hmm. Dean, a second ago, you, you're talking about the modern musket message. And, uh, you know, I spent a day with two days with Robert Strickler of modern musket, awesome cat. Um, we're actually working on a t-shirt together with PWS and him and you. You, you probably don't know about it. Probably didn't go up to your top yet, but it's, <laughs> but it's going to be awesome. Um, the, you said that it's, you made it. You don't, I think you came out and said you don't need it. And I know you, I know you didn't mean it that way, that you don't need it, but, uh, it's your right. And I, I do get that. And, uh, but there's probably a listener right now that's like either shitting his pants or maybe at least his, uh, his heart rate got up a little bit. Whenever you said you don't need it. Um, you know, a lot of folks and and myself included, and, I, and that's why I wanted to give you the chance to explain it. Cause I I know you didn't mean it the way it came out of your, your mouth that time. Um, that, uh, they don't need it. Cause some people foresee a future where, you know, what I like to say is a future where we might keep our rifles a little bit closer because something bad's going on or something. Can you elaborate on that just so I don't get emails and they're all explaining like why does he hate guns and think I don't need an AR? Well
2: no, absolutely. I'm glad that you you mentioned that that you took it that way cuz no, it's not that it's not the case at all. But, you know, the argument from from the anti-gunners is, you know, do you, know, why do you need this? Why, why do you need this type? It doesn't of
0: matter. Yeah, no I'm with yeah you.
2: It, but it doesn't matter. I don't need it. It's like, I don't need a sports car that does zero to 60 in four seconds. It, I don't need a sports car with a top speed of one sixty No, I can't use it anywhere that makes sense, but you know, it's my right to have it. And, and, you know, the rifles are kind of the same, the same logic is it's like, well, you don't need this. Well, I, I mean, I've taken it for granted. I've had one around since I was, you know, 13 years old. It's not been anything that's unusual. Um, but looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, Hey, it's just my right that you guys got to look at it from this standpoint, it was very clear in the constitution that this is our right to have this because someday it, it may very likely be something that you do need. Um, so, so, you know, that's really the key behind the whole modern musket message is the fact that, that this is your right. Don't, don't retreat from that. Don't fall into that rhetoric of, do you need it or not? It's not about that. It's about right. the fact that this is our right to own it. And the fact that whether we use it or not, we have no idea. It may be the fact that we own it is the fact we never need to use it. And Yeah,
0: uh, I, I was talking to Robert from Modern Musket about, and he was kind of the same mind. And I was explaining to him how I hate this new term that us gun people came up with, a modern sporting rifle. I do not see it as a modern sporting rifle. I hate that term. It, I despise it. You know, the the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution was not about sporting purposes you know and uh it, i think we're we're setting ourselves back trying to get back into that old uh mindset that we used to be in back in the 80s and early 90s about well it's sporting purposes and all that stuff like we it doesn't we don't need to go there we see these as defense rifles it helps me live a safer, safer life solve more problems that i wouldn't be able to otherwise if they should arise you know
2: yeah and i agree with you 100 percent. you know and, and there's certain points of this where it, it's not a matter of retreating anymore it's about of saying no, this is what it's for. This is what it does, and it's our right to have it. And you go about your day if you choose not to do that. But but don't don't make me label it something that it isn't. Um, and yeah, I mean, we have no idea what's coming in the future. We have no idea what this is. We have no idea what what decisions this is influenced from, even outside people outside the United States of what their decision making is or what what they do with the U.S. or not. Having yep. it available is is key and it's your right and don't retreat from that. And that's really the message. And that's what we we definitely want to promote here also.
0: And along those same lines, I've got another question I want to ask and I wasn't going to, I was about to finish it up. you know, social responsibility is a big deal with businesses these days. Like Ben and Jerry's ice creams, uh, buying their coffee beans for their coffee flavor ice cream from a place where they like build a whole town for them and put schools down there in South America somewhere. And everybody's like, oh, eat Ben and Jerry's and you're feeding a kid and teaching them to read. And, you know, we feel good about getting fat. You know, and it's, uh, that's, that's kind of what's all, what a lot of stuff's going on out there right now from, you know, in most big businesses or medium sized businesses, they understand the importance of that social responsibility. I think it's a little bit different in terms of Second Amendment. Uh, and responsible armed citizens' social responsibility. Uh, the what you just explained, teaming up with Modern Musket with that message and that video you guys put out, which was just phenomenal. That was awesome. I think that really, really did a great job of, of gently getting that message across of what it means, you know, to to be a, a responsible owner of firearms uh was awesome uh what what do you guys do other than the modern musket or anything else that in terms of if we were talking about second amendment social responsibility like uh you know promoting the the responsible ownership of firearms kind of thing and, and fighting for the second amendment
2: well um probably the main thing we do is we produce a whole bunch of guns every month <laughs> <Heck> yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and we put them out there and, and our primary market is the u.s civilian market um and you know that's really our main our main focus is we know that that is the is the bread and butter and that's where where we need to put our focus from advertising standpoint and uh, and we build it we build the same quality of rifle we do if we do an overseas contract it's the same quality of rifle we ship to the to a local local citizen that wants to buy buy that level of rifle and and we just make sure that those are available to them as as much as we possibly can.
0: Cool. Nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. And uh. That Modern Musket DI line that we've mentioned about four or five times, um, man, the price point on that thing is great. Guys, take a look at it. Uh, PW, I encourage you guys to go to the theprimaryweapons.com and check it out, what they're doing to the barrels and what makes their barrel superior. Uh, some of the best parts about their entire gun is that barrel. Uh, they are just they're not just another little gun company out there putting out guns. They have a massive facility, amazing quality control, and you can tell the company culture that goof's off all day, but takes their customer and their product extremely serious. And there's some cool prototype stuff that they're working on, and some things going on. Uh, and it's not just ARs; they're building precision long-range rifles. I've actually got a PWS Mark III right now for T&E that in uh, 300 Win Mag, and it's just a freaking beast. You know, they're they're doing a lot of good stuff, and um, it's not just ARs but they're they're covering a lot of bases for a lot of folks out there if you're listening to this and you don't go check out Primary Weapons you suck so uh, (laughs) go do it Um, Carrie, Dean thank you guys so much for coming on the show and taking the time out of your day Uh, you know there's not many gun companies out there that if I call them or text one of the people, I'm like, Hey, can I get the owner of the company, uh, on a podcast to pretend to be a cartoon character? And, uh, you know, just talk to me for an hour, uh, probably wouldn't get a phone call back or a text back or anything, but you know, you guys are, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. And uh, it was awesome coming out there hanging out with you guys. And I think we decided it was going to be an annual event. So, uh, we'll see you guys again next year and hopefully see all you guys out there in the class this time. So thanks a lot, guys. Yeah,
2: that'd be all great. Right. Thank you for Thank having you us. Appreciate annual. it.
0: Thank you. You guys have fun.
1: Yeah, you too.
0: You don't have to hang up. We're just done for the... Yeah. Oh, i got to say my last thing. Hey, can you say uh, half-cocked out? Because I say gunfighter cast out. You ready? Okay, yeah. All right. Gunfighter cast out.
1: Half-cocked, half-cocked out. out.
0: Spider-Naster is a Paratus Academy production. Copyright Paratus Academy 2013.